the person who created the plastic created a plastic for a reason. But today, the plastic is now a problem. The, the plastic was initially a solution before it became a problem. Welcome to the Green Living Chat brought to you by Equamed Solutions Ghana. I'm your host, David. Happy, happy new year. Thank you for being part of this community and for helping and contributing to the success of this podcast. We are so enthused about this year because we are coming up with a season two of the Green Living Chats, which will be live from mid of January 2021. Updates on this season will be coming up in the next episode. Stay tuned. This episode is part two of our discussion with Michael Olisenya. In our early discussion, we dived into the different activities that Greenway International is involved in, as well as their new product, the Sustainable Bamboo Paper Straws, where they are collaborating with hotels and restaurants to replace the plastic straws in the system. Today, we get Michael's view on how businesses can be sustainable. Is it important that businesses, companies, and industries consider sustainability? And what can they do considering companies who actually think that consumers are the ones supposed to make the right choices and not them? Today, we hear from someone who has been in the business, tried the market, but still does it sustainably. Here we go. Yes, um, you know, the first thing we have to look at is um, the creator of the problem. The creator of the problem is the creator of a solution. So many times when we want to create a solution, if we are not careful, we end up creating the problem. The person who created the plastic created a plastic for a reason, but today, the plastic is now a problem. The, the plastic was initially a solution before it became a problem. So when we look at it from the angle of the responsible production, uh, before we come to talk about responsible consumption. So first, uh, you remember, I told you how we started. We, we talked about what is the solution to these people's problem. We could have created a, a solution and also created a problem at the same time. Because we want to create a solution, we can also create a problem unknowingly that in the next 20 years, this could become a problem. Whoever created a plastic never thought that today it could become a global problem. As a company, I do not think the company should blame the consumer for they are irresponsible consumption. The company should rather be looking at how they can create a very sustainable product design that could help mitigate a future problem. So when they do that, the company would be in a position to actually see beyond the consumers. Consumers don't care where the product comes from or how it is made. All they want is, does it serve my purpose? Will I get value for my money? That is what the consumer care about. Think about someone that is hungry. He only needs food. Doesn't care whether 
you need to cook it or not. Someone tasty, he doesn't care whether the plastic is going to end up in the ocean or not. Consumers are driven by their intention to consume, and the producers are driven by their intention to produce and make profit. But when the producers start thinking to the right direction that when we make profit, it shouldn't be just about profit, it should also be about the people and the planet. The business can make profit and the planet remain healthy. If we all decide to make a change, definitely we are going to see the impact that it has on the world and you know climate change and all that. But do you think that every individual's change actually counts? Because someone might be there and be like, well, um, this huge company keeps producing hundreds of uh, thousands of, of plastics every, every year and they don't care about how it's recycled or not. How can an individual or maybe a small company in Ghana or a small company in Africa somewhere, Nigeria, how can our impact change something? What would you say to them? And how do you encourage even individuals to make a change? Meanwhile, they can see the big companies keep, you know, producing and don't care about this. They don't have any environmental sustainability plans. And as you are saying, they don't care about the SDGs. Well, um, if you are to look at the impact of uh, every person, it's more or less like saying that um, when we minus one from 100, it will give us uh, 99. So when we minus uh, one from 99, it gives us 98. So when we keep minusing one every single day, we will end up at zero exactly. in 100 days. So the same way every impact counts and every uh, contribution you make counts. So if I can reduce my plastic use from one to zero of 100 and you do the same and everyone do the same, imagine 10 people minus one plastic bottle every day for 100 days and we have 10 people and that is a lot. Yes. So when we have another 10 people doing that, it means we are all making impact. And that will become very huge when we put it together. Uh, we could never thought uh, we could reduce the plastic uh, straws by 1 million plus in two years without the help of our partners. Uh, when we started, uh, we only have one partner. Uh, which is EB Styles Hotel. Uh, along the line, uh, the other uh, businesses who are also into food and beverage industries, they started, uh, you know, doing uh, window shopping. They all look at what is this person doing that I am not doing. They all spy on each other, and uh, they notice that oh, this company is using this uh, biodegradable bamboo straws. And where are you getting it from? They give us a call. Then today, uh, we have about 25 businesses that are uh, sustainable and they are on our network of zero plastic uh, pollution. These are businesses in Ghana that are not using um, plastic straws anymore. 
So among them, you can count them. Uh, we have um, AMPM restaurants, which is, is in the Villaggio. Uh, it's not far, it's just around there. And we have a fat fish is one of the best restaurants. These are places that uh, people that want to think about how they can save the planet. Uh, these are places that they can visit when they come to Ghana. Um, you know, and uh, the people in Ghana also can visit those places to see how beautiful and wonderful a place to, to be it is, you know. And um, these places, when you visit them, you're not just sitting there to enjoy yourself, but you are also creating impact when you patronize them because they are always on the forefront, uh, in the forefront of uh, sustainability. So when you patronize such business, this such business become uh, big enough to, you know, open another location somewhere. But when you as a consumer, you're patronizing a business that is uh, destroying our planet, you're giving them more power and more resources to really continue to impact the environment. So when those businesses are getting more uh, patronage, they won't change because they will feel like, oh, the customers are not complaining, so we are doing well. That is why we are getting more sales. Uh, the customers are not complaining, we are doing well. That is why we're getting more customers, more sales. But when they notice the sharp drop in their sales, a sharp drop in their patronage, they're going to start thinking, why have people not come in here? What is going on? Then they will start thinking of their actions how they can better reverse it. So a place like um, uh, Coco Lounge uh, is uh, owned by Yolo Experience. They have stopped using plastics and they've been buying from us since 2019 till date. Wow. And we have um, so many businesses like a Bondi. Bondi is a restaurant in Osu. And uh, this is a very great restaurant. These places I'm mentioning, they are very beautiful places that you, you want to go there, you want to feel at home, that is the place to go. And that is the place to sit. So these are places where you can get value for your money. And not just value, we are also going to be uh, saving the planet and also saving a lot of people from environmental hazard. And aside that, um, they are using our products. And uh, when they use our products, it helps us to establish a botanical gardens in schools because Greenway is also planting trees in schools. So from every purchase they make, we are also able to deduct some, a little portion of that uh, purchase they make and contribute it towards uh, tree planting, which means that for every person who purchase uh, a cocktail in a place like that, that use our straw, they are indirectly planting trees in basic school. I was actually going to get into that, um, asking you about the, you know, you talked about now Greenway has in two parts, the business part and the one that is doing environmental advocacy. I've, I've read a lot of um, um, articles and, uh, you know, posts on your tree planting projects, and I just wanted you to expand a little bit on it. What, what, what started this um, whole project? And why the plants? And I know you are involving a lot of youth into 
planting uh, trees all over the country. And so what started this, this, this journey as well? Well, um, you know, when we are starting our, our organization, we have a mission. And in our mission statement, uh, we are focused on reducing the plastic pollution and the carbon emissions. The carbon emissions, uh, we're talking about the greenhouse gas. And uh, that is one of the things that is uh, affecting the change in the climate. So the climate change SDG 13, which is the climate change, uh, the goal to reduce the climate change, that is the focus of Greenway International. And we have uh, chosen the two part, which is to reduce the plastic pollution and also to reduce the carbon emission. So reducing the plastic pollution, we are providing alternative solutions, which is a biodegradable uh, bamboo straws, we are looking at a biodegradable container for food because we have a lot of uh, food uh, plastic waste, which is um, caused by the styrofoam food pack. Because in Ghana, a lot of people do takeouts. When they go, they do takeouts. Wache, they buy takeout almost every day in millions. <laughs> and that is a lot of plastic waste we have there in that sector. So the food sector is one of the biggest uh, uh, sector where we have plastic pollution because the consumption of food is very, very high. And uh, at the end of the day, what happens to all this waste? They are not recyclable. Nobody's taking them. And everything goes into the landfill while so many of them go into the ocean. When we start looking at uh, the other side of planting trees, we decided uh, we should be planting trees to reduce the carbon emissions because there are so many people cutting down trees uh, because they don't understand why we should have more trees in our environment and why we should have more trees in the cities and in the society. So they cut them down, they use them for so many things uh, you can think of. So, and some people don't naturally like trees. They feel like trees, uh, you know, cause deaths because of the leaves. So they don't want to sweep the leaf every time. So they just cut oh. down the trees. So, <laughs> so many reasons why people cut down trees in Ghana. And um, from our own side, we, we started planting trees because uh, we want to create more awareness about tree planting and also the benefit of tree planting and to ultimately reduce the carbon emissions. So the trees we are planting, they are able to suck the carbon and clean the air. So when they do that, it helps people to get more fresh air to take in. So when we are able to plant more trees, we are gonna be helping more people to access clean hair. Because when you don't have a clean hair, you, you know, you are prone to a lot of diseases. Yeah. And um, the, the clean hair is, is something very, very important for every human being. It's, it's a basic right. This is one of the reasons why we have adopted a tree planting as one of our flagship uh, programs that we have to do 
every time and uh, as much as we can as a mission. So, so far, um, how has this response been? And also, how are these programs, um, you know, organized? Do you move from city to city? Do you move from school to school? Or how do you do this so that people can also come on board to, to help in this project? Well, uh, what we've been doing uh, is that uh, we've been partnering with so many uh, civil societies, uh, NGOs like ourselves, and uh, we are also uh, working with uh, government agencies, uh, the Forestry Commission, the European Union, which also has been uh, instrumental with, uh, by supporting us with um, funding. And uh, the European Union has been a partner for quite a very long time. And uh, they've, they've really been supportive in most of our projects. So we've done a lot of uh, regreening Ghana projects uh, with the European Union. And uh, for volunteers, uh, we get people who are joining us to become a volunteer and that we issue them a certificate of uh, participation. So on our website, we have a, a space uh, for a volunteer. We have a place where a volunteer can visit our website and click on uh, volunteer or register and become a volunteer with Greenway. And they come to our office and uh, we assign them a mission and uh, they, they carried it out by uh, by based on uh, based on their interest, and uh, we let you know that uh, this is our mission. So, how do you want to volunteer, and how do you want to work, and how can we support you? So, on a on a research project, we we can partner with uh, uh, students who are looking for a more uh, information on um, how they can better uh, mitigate uh, climate change. And yeah. uh, that is one uh, issue. And another thing is um, we also work with um, uh, individuals that are looking at uh, supporting a great cause that is helping to save the planet. Uh, those ones, uh, they, they work in, they register as a member. And as of today, we, uh, we have over 500 uh, members, active members, who are wow. young people from the academic uh, environment. Uh, we have a student because we are focused uh, on working in the academic environment. That is where our focus yes. is. We are not uh, really uh, working with uh, other uh, projects, but most of our projects are really focused in the academic environment uh, in terms of tree planting. Because uh, the tree planting uh, when we, we've done uh, several tree planting uh, outside the academic environment and uh, the, the results wasn't uh, really uh, encouraging. Impressive. Yeah, because uh, <laughs> you can think about it when you go to some communities, you want to plant trees and the, the people in the community are asking you to actually give them some, you know, incentive or some money, actually, let me say money before you can. Uh, start a project then we let them know that look we are not getting money from anywhere so where do you want <laughs> us to get money to give? we are coming to help you so we want to help you plant trees <laughs> in your community so that you can have fresh and clean hair so why do we need to even pay you to do that you know and some of them have this uh, mentality uh, that the, the the ngos I've gotten uh, donations, they've been paid 
they have gotten money from somewhere. So they just want to come and do some activities here and, uh, you know, go. No, they need to pay us before yeah. we allow them to do anything. I think that in Ghana, we have to make this um, education and awareness a little bit on a higher level because people don't understand this at all. Well, um, even the government sometimes think that the NGO are getting money. When you go to government, they tell you, you people are getting money. You are getting money. From where? <laughs> so the question is from where? You know, there was exactly. a day I was asking someone, I said, you say that NGO get money. You yourself, have you given money to an NGO before? The person couldn't respond, you know? You've never, <laughs> you know, in Africa, you don't get donations. And most NGOs don't get donations. Yeah. You know, if you look at the, very the US, uh, we are now in the US. We are registered in the US now as a 501c3. So that we can receive a, a tax deductible donations, and um, we are registered in Ghana, we are registered in uh, Nigeria, Greenway International is in these countries, in Togo, uh, we have a representative in Togo and then in Benin. So uh, when you look at it, for USA, people donate to NGOs because they know that when they do, their tax will be deducted, and they, they have a lesser tax to pay. But in, in, in Ghana, it's something different. People are not really encouraged to, to give. When you talk about giving, it's, it's a different story. So that is why you see that so many uh, NGOs, they start and they fail because they don't have support. So what is supporting us that keeps us going is the solution that we are providing at Greenway Enterprise. And also we are getting uh, support from the European Union, which is uh, when, we, when they come up with a project, uh, we act as an implementing partner for them. So when we implement a project for them, uh, you know, we get uh, some sort of a consultancy uh, fees. And also we, we also, you know, uh, get, uh, sometimes we get, uh, some sort of a benefit from that for working with it. Yeah. So aside that, the product that we are providing as a solution is helping the organization to survive. But today, how many NGOs in Ghana or in Africa have a social enterprise that is helping as a cushion to help support the mission? Very little. They start out of passion and they end as a failure. Because there is no support from nowhere. You know, I've been, I've been talking to quite a number of um, NGOs and startup companies that are, you know, trying to do something to solve um, problems in the environment. And most people are saying the same thing that you are outlining, that we don't have the support from the government and also the society. Because, you know, governments can even see, you know, NGOs publishing or putting out some videos online and they just come make promises that, hey, we're going to support you and do this. But at the end, you never don't, you don't see anything happening. In, in, in your opinion, what do you think governments can, can do to help us to be able to make, you know, impact and get our work um, going out there? Well, you see, the role of the government is very, very big. But uh, the government, sometimes uh, when you are a king and you don't know 
that you are a king, uh, your, your actions, you act like a slave. Um, the government are not totally aware sometimes of what they can do to really help uh, save a lot of uh, businesses that are crushing and a lot of businesses that are supporting a social cause. The government don't need to give money to businesses like social enterprise. They just need to set up a policy that really works, not a policy that is just a paper and a pen policy, but a, a policy that you know really can make a change that can help them to achieve their goals. The government set a lot of goals, but how many of the goals are achieved? The government uh, said a lot of, um, they'll say a lot of things, but how many of the things actually are fulfilled? So it is high time that the government start thinking about how they can work with the people that they are that have assigned them into office. So when they start getting closer to these people and working with these people, then will things become more uh, productive on the inside and on the outside, which is the communities that they are serving. That is right. I think that in, in one of your interviews on the sustainability chat, um, someone was also talking about, you know, um, environmental laws and, and policies. And I think that was a very um, interesting pick out there because um, the government doesn't necessarily, just as you're saying, just to provide funds for 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 NGOs and startups. Because I think that that's the mindset that they always have that, yeah, we don't have enough money to, you know, invest in you. But if they are able to set policies to make things easy for us, just like you're saying that people in 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 the West think that they can pay money or send contributes to, you know, NGOs and it will actually do something to benefit them, then they will always do that. If we have a similar thing in in, in Ghana, I think that people will be awakened to, you know, do this indirectly. They are supporting NGOs for them to function um, very, very well. I think mentioning the um, sustainable talks, I think that we can just uh, zoom into that because I think it's something new that um, Greenway International has started. And I think it's a very fruitful conversation that is going on, especially on, I think, Instagram and Facebook. Can you can you tell us how this initiative started and how um, amazing things that you are learning from that? Well, um, it's a very wonderful uh, program that we have launched. And uh, we started um, featuring great people, young people, that are environmental advocates, uh, environmental sustainability coach, and so many of them from different parts of the world, including Ghana. And uh, what we are doing is that uh, we are trying as much as possible to highlight and learn from what they are doing and how they are doing it better. That is helping to reduce the environmental impact of climate change. And um, so many of these young people, you realize that when you go on our Instagram page and listen to so many of them uh, on the page, you come to know that the people are now becoming so aware of um, the change that is coming and the change that is going on right now. And a lot of young people are the, the big change makers. And uh, they are the ones that are actually making the change happen. 
not even yeah. uh, anybody else. And uh, the young people are the ones that are on Instagram that are using the social network. And uh, they're really very active. And uh, they believe in the cause. And they believe they can really achieve a lot. So when we start listening to some, some of them, we come to know that what everyone is doing in their own little spaces, in their own countries, are really contributing uh, to the nationally determined contribution and also reducing yeah. the impact of uh, the climate change and also creating a lot of benefits for so many other people in that uh, community. Uh, I was surprised when I uh, had an interview with a very young lady that uh, is picking up eye contact, eye contact lens. And uh, she was yeah, talking that. about uh, high contact lens uh, recycling. I've never heard something like that before. That is totally new. And this is microplastics, you know? So I also um, uh, was talking to a very young uh, lady from uh, New Jersey, and uh, they have an environmental club they have established in their university, and they're getting a lot of young people joining them. And this is a new movement of environmental advocacy that they are creating. And uh, we also have a, an Oxford uh, scholar who is also uh, you know, studying to learn more about how you can create a policy and influence a policy that will help to change the way we live and how we can better protect the environment. This is someone that is already in school in Oxford on a scholarship and, you know, thinking about how they can come out to really uh, make a very big impact. And you can look at it from different angles. They are all in one way heading towards a mission, which is to revive the planet. So the sustainability uh, meeting that we are having on the social network, a lot of, uh, we're getting a lot of uh, views and uh, some people will call me and tell me that, oh, they love what um, I'm doing uh, because this is also really exposing them to a lot of uh, uh, knowledge about environment. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, we have a, a, a very young lady that has sent emails to Amazon about, she said she has sent hundreds, almost hundreds of emails to them before they stop sending I her, think a lady from yeah, India. From India uh, before they, send, they stop sending her, a plastic packaging and the Amazon replied that we are not sending you any more uh, plastic packaging. So think about it. That action she made, if 10 people would do that and tell a restaurant that, look, I don't want plastic straws. Today, about 10 people keep telling them that we don't want plastic straws. It will change because they are there to listen to the customers. The same thing when uh, people don't talk about something, when they keep quiet about it, the issue continues to grow. We need to not just uh, turn a blind eye to global issues. We are all going to be impacted, either directly or indirectly. The issue is going to concern us. We just need to start thinking about how we can put in our voice so that our voice can also help make a lasting change. Yeah, yeah. I think that this is something that we have to 
keep, you know, encouraging the youth to do right now because now we have so much of an important tool that can really help us to get to make our voice heard all around the world. And just like you're saying that, you know, through Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, um, all the uh, networks that we can think of, we can keep advocating and also make people understand the impact actually. And, you know, practical individual um, things that people can adapt, alternatives that people can adapt to, you know, change things. Right now, what advice will you give to the youth um, in, in Ghana? Because I think that your business has been going on for a long time in Ghana. And I believe that you have seen the problems <laughs> with our environment in, in, in Ghana. It's a very huge problem, even in the capital. So what advice will you give to the youth who want to enter into business, who don't know how to start, who don't know what to do, who don't even know how they can contribute to protecting the environment? Well, um, let me say that, um, you see, when you are building, when you want to start uh, building a house, it's more or less like you want to start uh, laying a foundation for a business. It's more or less like the same structure. When you want to create a business, you already have why you want to create that business and uh, the purpose you want the business to serve and uh, what profit you are looking at to, to make from that business. The same way I expect that every young person that is thinking about uh, becoming an entrepreneur or a business owner or creating a kind of business should also be thinking about how can this business create a social change, not uh, just profit. So um, that is one thing that I believe can actually put you in the spotlight and give you a very big edge against your competition. Think about a business now that is starting to produce uh, water and uh, you want to produce water to serve the people and you come out and uh, you are also producing uh, water in a, in a sachet. What difference have you made? No difference because there's already a water in the sachet. So why do you come and create water in a sachet? There's already a water in a plastic as a business. Why can't you become innovative? and think about how you can do something different. I think that is the only thing that can actually help a small business, as they call it, to become a big business. And to become a big business, you need to think about the people and the planet, aside your profit. So if you're looking at creating a business, you don't come and start up a restaurant and continue to buy a plastic uh, disposables to serve your customers. You should rather create a food business and come in with a sustainability uh, business plan and a mindset. You don't just come in and say, oh, I'm starting a business today. I need to go to the market, uh, buy 10 bags of, uh, of sachet bag to wrap my, my food to service my customer. When you can Buy a paper bag. When you can think of using a paper straw, when you can think of using a biodegradable container to serve your customers, 
a new business has a lot of opportunities that they can take advantage of while they are starting. But it is somehow difficult for a business that didn't start as a sustainable business to adjust into sustainability. The reason is that the price will change. It is more or less like you want to start a renovation of a house that is already built. That is old business moving into a new way of doing business. So we call that a renovation. So you, they have to break this, break that, you know, during that transition, they're going to lose some customers. And they're going to lose some capital. They're going to, you know, a lot of things are not going to be cool for them. They're going to go through a lot of shakes, you know. But for a new business, it's more like you just got a fresh plot of land. You want to build a new house. It means that you need to get your architecture correctly. You need to get a very plan, a very good plan that you want to put on the, on the ground and you need to decide and design how you want your structure to look like. And that gives you a lot of opportunity and a lot of time to actually design a proper plan compared to someone that is already, uh, you know, in the business. Then, and uh, coming as a startup, as a startup, you, you are not supposed to be thinking about how you want to compete with an already existing business. A startup should be thinking about how it can fill in the gaps for the whole business and work like a partner with the whole business. When you look at uh, most of the uh, technology we have today, most of them are kind of like uh, filling the gaps. They are filling the gaps. You know, that is how you see that Facebook don't have this and uh, WhatsApp have this, and uh, this don't have this, and they have this, they have that. So some of them are looking at, you need to look at a business. What are the shortfalls of this business? And how can I make mine better when I start? So you don't need to tell them their shortfalls. You just need to create it. It's head income. So that's it for today's episode. Thank you so much for listening. Join us on the next episode where we give you updates on the new season of the Green Living Chats. Until then, live green.